Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior from Australia. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy, to Australia. And hello to all the listeners around the globe. It's so exciting to just sit here and See you, Kathy, and just I'm sitting on pins and needles, not literally, but mentally almost. <laughs> and I'm waiting what you're throwing at me this time so we can share with the listeners here around the globe. Yes, this is one of my favorite parts is not telling Daisy the topic until we press record. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, today we are going to talk about routines. Mm, aha. So like you and I, we have our weekly routine when we meet and produce our podcast. Interesting. Routines. Well, yes. Now, I think that routines is probably something a lot of people do consciously, but I think we also have a lot of routines in our lives that we don't even realize are there. Hmm. But I have to say this, as an innate rebel, I instinctively don't want a routine. <laughs> <laughs> and I even fight them. Mm. I kind of have designed my life to be fairly easygoing. And then I really think about it and go, well, actually, I still do have routines myself as well. Mm. Yeah, well, your need for variety is probably bigger than your need for security in this case when it comes to routines. And that is okay because we all have human needs. So there are basic human needs that we all do have. Now, routines, actually, what are they? They're some things, chores or specific habits that we do repeatedly at specific times or during specific seasons or in specific ways. And I can really go to, let me bring you up a really funny comparison, spaghetti. Hmm? How do you eat your spaghetti? <laughs> so are you the person, are you the person like, putting the fork on the plate and then you're trying to swirl them up and then you put them in your mouth? Or are you the person using a fork and a spoon and then put them on your spoon and then turn the fork around, around, around and then eat it? And then question is, are you eating it off the fork or off the spoon? Or are you the person with a fork and knife who cuts them into tiny little pieces and eat it that way? So what's your routine when it comes to spaghetti? Oh, I don't know. I think cutting the spaghetti up defeats the purpose of having spaghetti. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> Hello to our Italian friends out there. And we have many. Thank you. <laughs> and we love your spaghetti. We love all the pasta. I personally Well, I, it was actually an Italian person who showed me how to eat spaghetti. And they showed me with the fork. And the spoon and the twirling. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I do it now. Okay, so now interestingly, the real Italians from Italy 
they think that, oh, so you're a child when you're using the spoon to it. But without judgment, now let's put the spaghetti a little bit away for a moment. But how did you and where did you learn how to eat spaghetti? And now I want to give you a cute little antidote. The spaghetti brain. Hmm? When we are born, then we have mirror neurons. We all have them still as adults, but when we're born, and then these mirror neurons, they kick in because so we're observing a person, what they're doing. And in the meantime, let's say we're one year old, we're not eating spaghetti yet, hmm? but we are observing the people in our environment, in the family, <laughs> who are eating spaghetti. That is when we already learn eating spaghetti or how to eat spaghetti, although we're not aware of it as a one-year-old. Then we're two years old and then automatically, hmm, routinely, <laughs> we're trying to train ourselves how to eat spaghetti, how the adults in our environment or the older siblings or friends or neighbors are eating spaghetti. So now why is that so important? When our mirror neurons have an impact on how we eat spaghetti subconsciously because we're not consciously aware of it when we learn it, then imagine how many routines we're doing only because we saw someone else doing it. So whose routine is it? This sounds like subtle conditioning. Yes. And now we want to use these mirror neurons for our own benefit. Now, how can we do that? So let's say I'm a little lazy when it comes to exercise or my calendar is too busy to do exercise. <laughs> you can't see people, but Kathy's hand just went up. <laughs> she has her hands up. I saw it. I saw it. I witnessed her hands up. So let's say when you have that, then now how can you promote a new routine so that more likely you will pick it up? I'll do tell. <laughs> So tell me. I want to know this. Oh, you want to know. I don't have this answer because I'm the rebel. <laughs> I misheard you. I thought you will tell. <laughs> okay, I was curious already. So here's the thing. Motivation itself in the way it is promoted to us in most seminars and workshops are not as they work by my humble experience. But when we make attractive what's not attractive and we make unattractive what is attractive, then it's a win-win situation. So let's say if your laziness or skipping your exercise routine is attractive to you, let's make that inattractive and let's make it so super hyper mega attractive to exercise. Hmm? Now, why is it then so easy when we see someone doing the exercise, then, oh yeah, well, mm, okay, so I could do that too. Hmm? But when you are surrounded by people who are all not exercising, you eventually will also be an exercise lazy avoider. Hmm? There is a saying out there where they say, the four closest people in your life will influence who you become. Yeah. And I agree, totally. Yeah. And that is also something <laughs> with the spaghetti, you see, the spaghetti brain, that's exactly it. When we were little, we couldn't choose who's going to be around us when they ate spaghetti. So I didn't choose how to start eating them. You see? I want to know how you switch your brain from thinking something is attractive 
to not attractive. <laughs> this is intriguing. <laughs> okay, I appreciate. I take that as a compliment. I appreciate. Well, how do we make something attractive, unattractive? Well, I do believe, again, that it is important to put some logic to it. So when I know of the benefits of physical exercise, or even if it's just taking a walk or riding the bicycle comfortably, not racing or something like that, when I know it's beneficial and I ignore that because of my laziness is more attractive or the couch is more attractive to me than the saddle on the bicycle or my exercise shoes. There's a very simple trick, and I'm trying to explain it here. And please, dear listeners, don't do that while you're driving in the car and listen to our podcast. <laughs> When you sit on a plane, you can do it because you're not the pilot unless you're the pilot. Don't do it. <laughs> so imagine, so close your eyes and then just imagine a picture what you would like to find attractive. For example, you, Kathy, exercising, I don't know, how would be your desired outcome? How often would you like to exercise to feel really good about yourself? Three, four times a week? Yes. Okay. Yes. Any number bigger than zero is probably better. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we want to create a routine so that it's not only always Mondays, let's say, but maybe more frequently. Okay, close your eyes, sweetheart, and just make up a picture. Just imagine you exercising three or four times a week. Is it in color or black and white? Color. Okay. How does it feel for you when you see that picture? Kathy's exercising. You can even imagine her having a smile on her and she's just feeling good about herself that she's doing it, especially afterwards. Did you all notice how Daisy just dropped me straight in this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm giving you a little suggestion what to focus on. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm in color and I'm smiling and I'm feeling good because I'm moving and stretching. And my exercise of choice is a rowing machine. And it feels really good to stretch out the muscles and then actually have my heart rate increase. So I can picture that. Okay. Very good. So if you want to, you can add a little sound to that short movie, I assume, when you see yourself moving. Is it a short movie? Yes, mm. yes. There definitely needs to be some sort of music because that keeps me motivated. Okay, put your favorite music in it. She's nodding her head to the rhythm. I am. Only she I'm, hears, I'm, by the way. I would <laughs> sing, but you don't want to hear that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so very I'm not. I'm not the songstress out of us. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'd like you to do with that short movie or that picture frame, what you have, and I'd like you to push it a little further away from you. Okay? And now, so you push it further in the distance, so it's a little bit blurry. You don't really see it anymore. And now here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to pull up another picture where you're really the lazy avoider of exercise. I'd like you to have a look at that picture. Color or black and white? Ah, uh, yeah. She's color too. Okay, she's color too. What's the expression on her face? Uh, relaxed, chilled. Mm, okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to turn that picture in color. I'd like you to turn it into black and white. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to make it also a little blurry because it's not that important. Okay. Okay. And now what I'd like you to do, I'd like you to keep that picture there as it is. There's no sound to it. And what I'd like you to do, the picture that is there in a the distance, I'd like you to bring that closer 
but keep it behind the black and white picture. So the colour movie of me exercising, bring it closer, but keep it behind my lazy black and white picture. That's right. And really put it very, very close, one on top of the other. Good? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now what I'd like you to do, I'd like you to just open your eyes for a moment and I'd like you to think about exercise. What's the first thought that comes to your mind? The rowing machine is the first thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, because now here's what happens. I give a little insight here. The picture in the back, in the background, is always stronger than the one in top. And whenever you feel, okay, so now I'm going to chill out, you will more likely feel like, okay, I need to move. If you get bored of that new routine, you call me and we undo it, okay? You're tricky, Daisy. (laughs) I wanted to help you to make attractive what's not attractive and to make unattractive what you felt attractive. That's why we changed the color on it. You know what? I think actually changing the color of it is a really important part because Mm -hmm. when I close my eyes again, it's almost Mm see-through. Yeah, because the one behind is so much stronger. Exactly. But now here's the point. So the key is to making unattractive what you felt attractive and making unattractive what you felt attractive. Did I say that right now? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) It's a bit of a tongue twister, but I think we've got it. We've just visited opposite land and switched our brains around and did a little bit of a brain trick there, but I actually feel like that might work. Well, we hope that, or let's do it this way. Next time we record... You're going to inform the listeners how it goes with your exercise routine. I'm going to hold you accountable. How often did you exercise? (laughs) Right. I'm just writing that down, everybody. (laughs) You're not going to get any points for that. You don't get plus points or negative points for that. I'm just curious how it goes. Now, the point here is that we want to create routines. Now, once it is attractive, let's face it. When that coffee in the morning would really taste ugly, let's say... Don't you ruin my coffee, Daisy. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not trying to because I enjoy my coffee too in the morning. But let's say your coffee would taste like fresh cut grass mixed with... What is something ugly? I don't even know. So with something that you Oysters. really dislike. <laughs> Oysters. Yes. Okay. Well, for me, it's oysters. Let's say you then imagine your coffee in a different light. Then that coffee all of a sudden is not that attractive anymore. Mm. You see? And when we then make, for example, what's not so attractive, like your exercise or bringing out the garbage. Hmm? I know of people who are almost traumatized when they have to bring out the garbage from their apartment door, entrance door to the trash chute. Hmm? And they find that horrible. So I help them sometimes to make that attractive. It's important because these are things we can help ourselves Mm. to get chores done more happily instead of, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's again, let me go back to our cute little dogs. One which is really the good, good, good dog and the bad, bad, bad dog. Then we want to put more attention into what we want to achieve. Yes. And there are some brain, not tricks because it's not a trick, but there are ways. It's like gymnastics, you know, like brain yoga or something like that. Brain stretching, how you can then become more flexible and create new routines. Yeah, I like that. 
that's really good way of looking at it. I want to revisit something that you said in the beginning, though. Please. When I mentioned how I instinctively want to rebel against routines, you mentioned that perhaps my need for variety was higher than my need for security. Mm-hmm. Now, I find that quite a fascinating statement, and so I want to just explore that with our last few minutes because I think that I'm probably not alone out there in this. Mm-hmm. And so is that what it is, my instinctiveness that I don't want a routine? It's because I'm happier with variety and perhaps impulsiveness. And personally, I'm thinking perhaps this is part of me because my day job, so to speak, is quite logically brained. I'm actually an accountant. So in that job, my brain has to think a certain way, do certain things. It certainly has routines attached to that role. Mm -hmm. But when I'm not doing that, perhaps I feel like I want to be the opposite. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that could be what's going on with me? That can be that you're looking for a counterbalance. That's possible. Nevertheless, People also with counterbalances still may have specific needs that are not met. And that is very important to explore. So if you have a need for variety, then that you feel is holding you back from creating a routine, then your need for variety can help you to create a routine that is healthy for you, that you want to achieve, but you do it with more variety. So you do not have to rebel against the routine part. So perhaps instead of doing it on my rowing machine four times a week, I use the rowing machine once, I walk once, I play tennis once, I do a team sport once. Is that what you mean by variety in the routine? Well, I do not know exactly what variety means to you because that's very individual and subjective, but you can spice it up. I seen a girl the other day, I couldn't believe what she was doing. So... I really like horses and I miss them a lot because here in the very south of Florida, it's very hot. And here on the islands, we don't have any horses, police horses in Key West. Yes, they do, but they're not accessible only for policemen. And I saw a girl and what she did on a video, she was sitting on the horse the other way around and she was doing phenomenal purettes with the horse. And so like dressage exercises, I was Wow, what a variety. So I'm not telling you to sit the wrong way on your rowing machine because I don't want to see how entangled you end up at the end. But maybe you want to row then on the river. You have this wonderful river there in Brisbane, so maybe you can go and row there. I'm not sure if it's allowed or not. But something that spices it up for you individually, subjectively. And Mm. there are ways to find out what variety means to you. So we go and look at the sub-modalities, that meaning, so what does it mean to you? And then we can break that down and then can implement that into something that you would like to do, although you don't want the routine, but then it will become attractive. And then you can see it as variety. Because maybe it's a good idea to look at, now here comes the logical part again. You see, it needs to be in balance, the emotional and the logical, rational part, I do believe, the mind-body or the brain-heart coherence, we could say. It's very important to find that balance. So maybe it will be a variety when you start creating a routine to exercise three, four times a week because it is not what you used to do. Yeah. You see, making the unattractive attractive and making the attractive unattractive, that's the key here. Yeah. 
I just had to bring in the other thing because I know that there is probably thousands and thousands of rebels out there just like me (laughs) who don't want to follow social norms because that's what I'm all about, not doing that. So, yeah, I'm glad that we covered that. But, yeah, I can see that the crux here is switching that in our brains, Mm. that if it's currently unattractive, we need to find a way to make it attractive in order to make it doable consistently. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you see, it will be so easy. Mm. For me, for example, I have contacts in my phone that I'm not really happy if I see them and then, oh, I should call them. Oh, because there are some things, you know, maybe you don't want to call your your dentist or your banker or your car mechanic or your gardener or your friend you just had an argument with. So there are some moments or some names maybe that we have a feeling attached to that. Oh, no, 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 no. So but then I can also make that attractive and realize that when it needs to be done, it needs to be done. So I better than make it pleasant for me. Now, nobody forces you to make an exercise routine. But if you believe that's something that you want to achieve, then go ahead and do it. And when I know I need to call my attorney, my banker, my gardener, my dentist, or the friend we just had an argument with, and I feel like, ah, I don't want to call them, but then I do it. When it needs to be done, then let's get it done sooner than later, because otherwise I'm creating a new routine by avoiding and procrastinating. Oh, yes. Now, I was just going to bring that up because I know that within myself, it is a form of avoiding. It's a form of sabotaging myself. I know that. I recognize it. I see it. I acknowledge it. And I actually, I know I need to change it. And it's that rebella that gets in my way, so to speak. And so I know that if I'm going through that, then I'm sure that there are a lot of other people also going through that because it takes all personalities, right? So, yeah, I think it's really important that we acknowledge that. I can give you an example. The Patreon account that we just built on Patreon, I had that account for years and I didn't find it attractive to put my name out there or any of my books or projects that I'm doing, I didn't find it attractive until a few of our listeners reached out to us and said, hey, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. I would love to invite you for a bottle of champagne, but how am I going to do that? Because you're on a different continent. So that made it attractive for me to give other people the joy of giving and showing their appreciation. That is how I was then able to go ahead with you, Kathy, to create that Patreon account, The Bald and Blonde on Patreon, so that people can show us their appreciation and their support so we can keep our shows advertisement-free. And I appreciate that because otherwise I would be depriving people from giving, so that's not fair either. Yes, and we did a whole episode on that that we released at Christmas time about giving and receiving. So make sure you go and have a listen to that one, guys. Mm, Yeah. So you see, again, it goes down to, okay, so I avoided it. I procrastinated that particular task in my life because I didn't find it important. It was not relevant for me until I realized it is relevant for me or for us and our podcast and the project that we're doing here globally by embracing the world. So I needed to shift my own mindset 
And now it's a routine and we're posting on there and we're even having for a specific group of people who want to support us even more, we have there some content that we only share with those. And that's wonderful. And we appreciate it all because here's the thing. I don't want to stand in my way by not creating a new routine. Yes. I mean, and that is the key here. And as we spoke about in our self-sabotage episode, it's usually us that gets in our own way (laughs) for some reason or another. Sure. And it's definitely one of the reasons I love doing this podcast so much is because even since we've started recording a few months ago, I think that I have evolved just from talking about these things with you, Daisy. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad to see you grow and evolve and I'm growing and evolving too through this because I learned how to edit these episodes and how to upload files in different formats and connecting with other podcasters, doing interviews and being invited and being asked for help. So what is the setting? How do you set your microphone? And I'm growing and evolving too. And mostly the growth is really exponential because here's what happens. We started with zero listeners. And then you started sharing it with your friends there down under. I started sharing it with my friends here and there. And it's just really literally now in so many countries in this world. And now it became a routine to record even more. Because in the beginning, we could have looked at, oh, okay, so we're doing another podcast episode. Okay. Or we can say, hey, you know what? Let's do that because this makes sense. There's a lot of variety in it. Yes. So you don't have to rebel on me, sweetheart. (laughs) And I do have to admit that our recording sessions are one routine that I really do find attractive and look forward to. (laughs) Now, there's another trick. Now, when you have a routine that you find attractive, then glue it together with something that you would want to make a routine. And next time when you feel like, okay, I should be exercising because you you said that, I didn't come up with that. So this is your own <laughs> will, your free will. The next time while you're maybe sitting on your rowing machine, think about the podcast episodes and that will help you too. So the mind is so wonderful. And once we start realizing that we can become the master of our mind and there are ways to do that and they're smooth and the repetition makes it then so smooth to learn and learn more and make it into habit. Habits create routines, routines create a lifestyle, and therefore the results will show up. It's kind of logical. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, I think it's been a really great discussion, (laughs) and I do hope that it has helped everyone out there that's listening to us, rebels and non-rebels alike. (laughs) You can still remain a rebel in one part of your life or in one section of your life. That's wonderful. It doesn't mean only because you create a routine that then you cannot rebel anymore. You see, that's also (laughs) a belief that will hold you back from creating a routine. Yes. Well, 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 we hit the nail on the head. Yes, once again. (laughs) This has been a really fun episode to record. So I hope you guys out there have had fun listening to us talk about this and we hope that you've got some value from it. Thank you so much for your time and listening in and we're looking forward to hearing back from you. Yes. So that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We are Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.